Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Julius Bear's Moving Markets podcast. It's Monday, the 4th of December, and my name is Helen Freer. On today's show, I'll be talking about all the latest market news with Mike Grauber, and then I'll be speaking to Menzel Pochinzi, who's the head of our technical analysis team, and I'm looking forward to getting his latest thoughts on the year-end rally and bond yields. But first up is Mike. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Helen. So in a speech on Friday, the Fed Chair Jerome Powell indicated that it was too soon to rule out further rate rises or to start discussing any rate cuts. But he also said that economic data releases will tell us about the appropriate path for interest rates. I see markets rallied on Friday. What more can you tell us, Mike? So the market took his comments as not really contradicting Federal Reserve member Christopher Waller, who said earlier last week that the U.S. central bank should be ready to consider rate cuts if inflation continues to fall. And so yields on the policy-sensitive two-year Treasury note fell as much as 14 basis points to 4.56% on Friday. This is a five-month low. So we really have gone from how long will rates stay high a few months ago to when will the Federal Reserve cut rates? One place to look for the answer is in the federal funds futures market. And it shows a two-thirds chance that the Fed will start cutting rates as early as March 2024. And that's up from about 20% a week ago. And perhaps to add to this, the ECB's François Villeroy said on Friday that bearing any inflationary shocks, rate hikes in the eurozone are over as inflation is falling faster than expected. So the central bank messages on Friday in the US and out of the eurozone seem to be quite consistent. It wasn't just in fixed income, though. There were some strong moves across asset classes, right? Absolutely. So US equities rallied with the S&P 500 up 0.6% and all but for one sector uh, gained on the day. Now, small caps reacted even more positively. Uh, U.S. small caps were up nearly 3% on the day on Friday, and that already follows a very strong November. Now, one headline on U.S. equities that caught my eyes was that corporate executives bought more of their company's shares in November, pushing the ratio of buyers to sellers to its highest level in six months. Now, this seems to be quite a reassuring sign for investors, I guess. Okay, so we've talked about equities and fixed income. What about gold, Mike? I see the gold price spiked at the open this morning. What can you tell us here? Indeed, gold really liked the prospects of lower interest rates and lower inflation, as well as the fact that the ISM Manufacturing Index for November reported on Friday came in below 50, indicating some further slowdown in US growth. So this Monday morning in Asian trading, Gold spiked to an all-time high of $2,135 an ounce. When I last looked, it was at $2,077, uh, still around its previous intraday all-time high of reached in August 2020. And Bitcoin, just to mention it, it is up to $41,500, so sharply up in the last days, on expectations of interest rate cuts, but also on the prospect of greater demand when and if exchange-traded funds holding bitcoins directly are approved by the SEC. And anything to report from Asia this morning? Not too much, actually, Helen. Uh, Just that Japanese and Chinese stocks are not following Wall Street. Both are down about half a percent, although Australia, I see it is up on the day. Just to mention the liquidation hearing for Evergrande, it was once China's largest 
developer has been postponed to January 29th, and this is giving the troubled developer more time to strike a restructuring deal with its investors. And what about the World Climate Action Summit? That's still going on. Anything to report from there? Yes. So in one of the most widely supported initiatives, 118 governments committed to tripling the world's renewable energy capacity by 2030. But what also caught my eye was that more than 20 countries launched a declaration to triple nuclear energy by 2050, because these countries see nuclear energy as a core element of a climate strategy. I've also seen that Roche is in the news regarding a small purchase. Do you have any details on this? Yeah, just briefly. So we've all heard about the obesity drugs from Eli Lilly and Novo Nordisk. And now Roche is in the news this morning for buying Carmot Therapeutics, a privately held biotech company, for an upfront payment of $2.7 billion in cash. The deal gives Roche three clinical stage assets for the potential treatment of obesity and diabetes. Okay, thanks, Mike. Um, Just lastly then, what can we expect this week? What's on the agenda? Of course, uh, investors will be keeping an eye on geopolitical tensions in the Middle East. Today, we get Swiss inflation data, which is expected to be unchanged on the months. Uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, we get services data for the Eurozone and the US, which will should give us a good indication of economic activity. We also have Chinese inflation and credit data this week and the all-important US employment data on Friday. And lastly, we also have a number of central bank interest rate decisions, including Australia on Tuesday, so tomorrow, and Canada and India at the end of the week. But that's all for me and back to you, Helen. Excellent. Thank you very much, Mike, for the nice roundup to start the week. Thank you, Helen. Now, Menzo, good morning to you and welcome to the podcast. Good morning, Helen. Now, we saw a very strong November for equities, as we talked about uh, here at the end of last week. So where do we stand with the year-end rally now? Do you think we've seen the bulk of the gains already or will equities keep climbing? What's the technical view, Menzo? Yes, a uh, very interesting question. So uh, it's not only equities that have risen uh, last month uh, strongly. Uh, bonds have risen as well. And for example, a balanced portfolio of 60% equities and 40% bonds has seen its third best gain in the past 30 years. So uh, equities, bonds, a 60-40 portfolio and high yield bonds rose all more than 5% for the month. Um, Of course, uh, it's understandable that most investors would think this is extreme and that markets would need to give back some of those gains. When we look back historically, we see that uh, it's the opposite. So when we look back historically, we see that strong gains of more than 5% in equities, bonds and high yield bonds or balanced portfolio have led to more gains. So for example, in the S&P 500, on average, the index gained another 12% in the next uh, 12 months. So um, coming back to your original question about the year-end rally, we think the year-end rally is still intact. Uh, We think here there is an improvement, a broadening of the recovery, and that's why we think equities can march higher from current levels. Okay, and within equities then, what are your thoughts on US versus European equities? Yes, I mean, this is, a, this is a long-term theme. So U.S. equities will continue probably to outperform in the long term. But uh, until the year, year end, probably uh, European equities will do as well uh, because uh, the tide basically lifts usually all boats. 
So uh, there, one should not make uh, one should not make big bets if Europe or US both will advance further. In our view, okay. In fixed income, there are more signs that yields have peaked. Right? What are the charts telling us about yields now? Yes, I mean yields have peaked. So we have uh, for a few weeks now a negative rating on interest rates. Uh, we are of the opinion that the decline in interest rates can be a lot faster than assumed. So this is true for U.S. yields and European yields. So when you look, for example, at Swiss uh, 10-year government yields, we see here as well that they have plunged to new 18-month lows. So we think the surprise, uh, not only the level, but as well the speed of the decline of interest rates could be quite surprising for most investors. Very good. Thanks very much, Manzor. Good to get your latest thoughts this morning. Thank you, Helen. So that is all for today. Thank you again to my guests and thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And please also leave us a review on whichever platform you like to listen on. And do join us again tomorrow when I'll be back and talking to more of our colleagues about what is moving markets. Have a great start to the week, everyone. And bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favourite podcast player.